It's Weekly Signals Time Out, an audio diary of questionable things, broadcasting live from the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM on the beautiful campus of the University of California at Irvine. I'm Nathan Callahan. I'm Mike Caspar. Oh, God. That dog's so obsessive, Every Mike. week, I'm Every telling week. you. I know. Bark, what is it? Bark, bark, you know, I bark. think it's the sound of your voice. It must, could be. Must be. It could this be the sound of my voice. It could very uh, well geez. be. And it's especially irritating. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's especially irritating after you've had six cups of coffee. <laughs> I still can't. What what day is it? Today is Friday. That would be April 2nd, 2010. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm confused. Well, listen, I want to know what's on your mind. That's really what I want to know because I'm I'm still living in Tuesday right now. I know, now. I know, but I, I think it's Tuesday because I have a show. And just for for those of you tuning in right now, I believe you'd be think you were listening to Tony Tanuvio. Yes, you would yeah. be. What and, would Arwen and you're do? You're not, man. You're not. <laughs> Arwen, what would Arwen do? Arwen would be moving to Tuesday. Yeah. So Ar- Arwen would be getting as far away from us as possible. <laughs> That's apparently what Arwen would do. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, boy. So, yeah, For I've... the last seven years, Mike, mm-hmm. Tuesday. Yes, I know, seven years. Seven years, Tuesday. And, and now it's Friday. And for those of you who are, are just feeling very, very sorry for us, just imagine all of the promotional material that we're going to have to turn into archivable collective material, memorabilia. Memorabilia. Of our, tu- of our, ex- Tuesday, of our Tuesday journey every yeah. Tuesday morning. Well, fortunately, we're on at the same time. Yes. Because all I did is make a little sticker that said Friday, <laughs> and I've been putting it over the Tuesday on, the, on all our On the thousands of bookmarks that we have uh, out there. Okay. Thousands of bookmarks. Oh, well, there you go. Well, good for you. Give you something oh, to do. Oh, my goodness. So uh, I have – you know what I've been doing a lot lately? What? I have been – I can't say what I've been doing a lot lately on the air. I don't think I, – I don't – I think I – that's I, – I think there's an FCC regulation about that. <laughs> However – uh, I do find that I am a creature of habit. You are. Yeah, I know. I find that there are certain things. I as I as I age. Yeah. I became become more comfortable in my routines. What do you? Well, you know, a habit is no no big deal. Okay. It's it's an acquired behavior pattern. Yeah. And it, and it you regularly follow this, like say having a show on Tuesday. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Until it becomes almost involuntary. Mm-hmm. In fact. On Tuesday morning this week, when mm-hmm. I didn't have my show, mm-hmm. when I was supposed to, mm-hmm. I woke up early. I was all the way into KUCI when I realized this isn't going to work. That now I had to turn around. <laughs> okay, that would be a, a habit. That's a habit. That's a habit. Okay, just want to let you know that that's a habit of mine. But let's take it to a, another realm. Uh huh. Everybody has habitual actions. Just if you don't have a habit, then, I, then they're, you're probably not human. I mean, dogs have habits. It's hard not to have habits. Uh-huh. And I think there's an impulse to resist habitual behavior. There's a, a an intellectual uh-huh. resistance to it. But there's probably something very reassuring about habits. Yeah. Psychological. Well, you know, our dog, for, yeah, for yeah. example, Mahler. Yeah, Mahler. <laughs> he has habits. That's Gustav Mahler. I was going to say. Not, that's not like rip you uh, up. Some that people, actually, he, yeah, he has been not, known to maul people. Yeah, I was, yeah, but but I, we named him after a composer, yeah. and unfortunately, okay. he has shredded a few people. <laughs> Mahler has has habits. Yeah. I, 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 but I don't think his barking is necessarily a habit. 
That's I, a good question. I think his, no. hab, his, his barking is an obsession. He's obsessed. I think there's some psychological thing going on okay. in Mahler's brain. Okay. Because a habit would just be, I, I think habits are friendlier. Yeah. They're friendly things. Yeah, they are friendly things, generally yeah. speaking. Yeah. yeah, they're friendly. I mean, you can have irritating habits, but usually that's because the person, see, like you all, you always rub your forehead. Like, like I'm doing right now. Think. I'm rubbing my forehead. As, uh, as, if, as yeah. if rubbing is somehow getting into your brain. No, it, it's, it's, tr- it's tr- at times it's to keep my brain from leaking uh-huh. out. Uh, habits because are over, sometimes tells. over irritations sometimes, that I have in my life. Yeah, yeah, like me, for example. Like right now. Habits are notice, sometimes tells. Notice I'm you know rubbing. what I'm saying? Yeah. There are tells. That's tell. a tell right there. You're irritated with me. You're rubbing your yeah, head. I start rubbing my, my forehead. and, and Remember I tr- that guy, Larry Eglin? Yeah, I do. Every time he got upset, he would, he would take two fingers mm-hmm. out of his right hand, mm-hmm. and he'd stroke under his chin oh. on his neck. Okay. And he would be listening to people, say, when he was mayor of Irvine. Yeah. He'd be listening to people mm-hmm. on the... Uh, you know, in the testimony box or whatever they call that thing up there. Oh, you mean the city the council? On the, the city council meetings. Yeah. They'd be in front of the microphone. Yeah. Uh, giving testimony. Yeah. The, the, the comments. called public comments. Public comments, right. Uh, and, and when he didn't like what they were saying, yeah. you could tell because he'd be stroking his chin. That would be a habit, I'd say. That's not an obsession. Now, that's There's somebody no you want to play poker with. There. That You want to play poker with people that like me. Yeah. Like you, you, you know, you probably figure you, out when it's I, a bad hand. You yeah, got a bad hand. When I start doing that with my forehead and going, "Oh my God, how how did the gods give me another?" You know, now you, you can have a habit yeah. though that you can fool people with. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you know what I'm well, saying if you know you have a habit, but you can control a habit, which you usually can. All right. Habits are things. You know, as soon as you realize you have them, you you know, like showing up here. At, on Friday. Mm-hmm. I'll be okay with that. Yeah. I have the habit of showing up. I, I made the mistake of driving in here and and uh, and I cried and, and <laughs> I did, did you did you try to uh force the person that was in the studio at that time? That out? would be an obsession. See there okay. That now we need to go to the next right slide. Now. I was gonna ask you, when does a habit become an obsession become an obsession? Or well, can a ha- oh, I guess it can. Anything yeah, can become well, an obsession. Uh, uh that would be more like a compulsion, I guess. Mm. An obsession is is uh is uh, there uh, obsessive ideas are the apprehensions mm. or the preoccupations that give rise to anxiety that bring forward a compulsion okay you know what i'm saying okay so so, so uh, i have it is just something you do repetitively that you're used to doing you wake up in the morning you fix coffee mm. yeah it's a habit okay if you fix if you have to fix a cup of coffee, right. if you don't fix that cup of coffee and you're driving away from home and then you and you're going to be late, but you still feel compelled to go back and make that cup of coffee, right. even if you don't even need the effects of it. Right. You have to go back and make the cup of coffee. I would say you're obsessed with making coffee at home. Right. Yeah. OK. Yeah. I'm trying to break these down. But here's okay. go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just is that okay with you? yeah. That sounds right. That's re- that's that's reasonable to me. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. So obsession is more of of the thought process. A compulsion is is the uh, realization of that thought. Okay. A, a therefore, obsessive compulsive behavior. Mm-hmm. Where where you you've got a, a mental problem there, or or at least I, I don't know that it's necessarily a problem, but it can be a problem. Right. Well, okay, because. People with obsessive compulsive behavior uh-huh. are said to be 
It's a psychological, and it can sometimes be a physiological or chemical thing in their well, brain. I'm not sure where all the... I don't, okay, I don't know what, what the chemicals have to do with it. I mean, they may just because they're firing off in your brain. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe there's some sort of, uh, you know, serotonin relief going on in there. I don't know. Yeah. But an addiction is a whole... We assume addictions. If it, let's jump from habit right. to compulsion and right. obsession to addiction. Right. You're going to have some. That's where the chemicals drop in. At least that's a, uh, the popular interpretation, right, of addiction. Okay. You're going to have some sort of withdrawal because you didn't get the chemical fix that the addiction supplied. Well, usually when we talk about an addiction, we're usually talking about a substance of some kind uh-huh. that we ingest, like sex. Well, now there is that an. There are people that claim that sex cannot be an addiction. Yeah, that would be me. That's you. Yeah. And there are those who say it is. That, it's that would a, be you. That Well, I, I wish. Let's see. I'm, that's projecting. You want an addiction? That's projecting. Have I, you ever, what happens if you want an addiction? What does that make you? I want to go back to this before we get to that. I want to go back a little bit. And that okay. is, to, I, so the popular perception is drugs, alcohol, caffeine, nicotine, are materials that people can become addicted to. Right. Okay. And it's the physical component of it. Right? There's a well, physical... You, you, you want it, truth here. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, do we agree? Do we agree on that? Do we agree? That, that, I don't necessarily agree that okay. addictions are always something that you, you, you have a little substance uh, that you ingest. I think you can create your own addictions. And we talked a little bit about this before. Right. About is, uh, can you be addicted to killing? Well, but then, then there's this is the component part of it. This yeah. is the physical part of it. It gives you a certain physical reaction. Yeah. That reinforces the, the need, the, the, uh, the, the uh, addictive part of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so an obsession then would give you a psychological response. An addiction would give you... A physical. There'd be a physical, to my mind, to a physical reaction to okay. whatever it is you're ingesting or your actions. So, so, and and it's and I and I and I, I'm certain there's a there's a certain psychological part, uh, the component to it, but it's the physicality of that reaction that is is the most compelling thing about it. Because when people w- go through withdrawals or decide to stop yeah. taking certain substances, yeah. they have a physical reaction to that. Maybe. There's also the misconception okay. by the powers that be, mm-hmm. for a lack of a better name. Mm-hmm. The man? Can the we man, call it the man? The man. Yeah. That certain substances cause addiction, period. And that all people, if they have those substances, are addicted. Mm-hmm. For example, just hypothetically, let's say right. that I smoke marijuana every day. Okay. Every day, mm-hmm. I smoke marijuana. Okay. For years. Theoretically, yeah. Theoretically. Okay. And then one day, I stop. Mm-hmm. And I stop, and I don't have any for three months. Mm-hmm. And I have no withdrawal, mm-hmm. um, and I'm fine. Right. I don't think that the man would have said during the years before when I was hypothetically smoking marijuana, yeah. that I didn't have an addiction. He would say, I did have an addiction. Mm-hmm. 
And I would say that most of our audience would say, Nathan, you're addicted. Mm -hmm. But what do you call that? What what do you call that when you're, I guess, uh, it wasn't obsessive. Mm. I, I wasn't, I didn't, obsessive would mean that if I didn't have it, right. I'd feel compelled to have it. Right. I just enjoyed having it, hypothetically. Okay. As you would a cup of coffee. As I would a cup of coffee. Which you could stop drinking if you no, want. No, no, see, that's the deal. I think, uh, hypothetically, mm -hmm. I'm more addicted to caffeine okay. than I am to marijuana. Okay. If I stop, in fact, I know that for a fact, at least with caffeine. Hypothetically. I I have, no, I have, uh, caffeine, caffeine is not hypothetical okay. because it's legal. Yeah. I know that if I stop having caffeine, oh. if I stop my cup of coffee, mm -hmm. I'll have a migraine, mm -hmm. a horrible, horrible migraine. Mm. That's a withdrawal. Okay. So is that an That's addiction? That's an addiction. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm addicted to coffee that I have every day. Right. Well, this, I'm not addicted to marijuana. Okay, this goes to a question yeah. that is it, we often are faced with when dealing with people who take substances that we as a society deem to be inappropriate, illegal. Speak for yourself. And that is, well, I'm just, <laughs> I'm saying that they don't make that distinction. That the powers that be, the man, the uh -huh. society does not make that distinction. And yeah. the, the assumption is, is that. Uh, that if you decide to ingest substances that they deem to be narcotic, illegal, whatever they, uh, then you are going to jail. And then the argument comes down to oftentimes when people are deciding about where, how do we handle people who decide they want to take drugs or yeah. take drugs? Do, are they in, are they should they be in jail or they should be in therapy or or and the oftentimes the people who advocate for for jail uh -huh. say. That it is a choice that these people made a decision to take something, to purchase and, and use something that is illegal. And there are those who say, well, there are people who are addicted to the substances and it's an illness and it's an addictive illness uh -huh. that, that needs treatment. And, and I guess what I'm getting to is you and your own – you were saying is I guess if coffee were illegal, you would need – you would need to be. You would need treatment to get an off I need of that, treatment off of that addiction. I need treatment. But marijuana, which is technically illegal, yeah, is not addictive. And you to me, wouldn't. That's the other thing about yeah, this. Yeah. I think particular people guess, have particular reactions to particular things. Right. To say that every there might be somebody out there that is addicted to marijuana. I know there are people out there that aren't addicted to coffee. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't really understand why why uh, law enforcement is even involved in this whole discussion. You should be able to be addicted to whatever you want to be addicted yeah. to yeah. W without having the man determine how long you're going to spend in prison for it. Right. Now, the man might determine that you need some help, although I, I think really that's up to you, too. And I don't. You, I don't want to be. You. You must concede there are people that are are apparently seemingly powerless to uh -huh. stop something that they say they want to stop. Yeah, there are people that are in that state. Yeah. So, so, so you think that I don't that, think everyone has that option. You think at that point the government should step in and say we're going to help? No, all I'm I'm just making the point that yeah. there are people that are addicted, to, and it can be anything. Yeah. 
that to the point where they know that it is destroying their lives, their ability to conduct their lives. Chocolate. Chocolate. Whatever it might be. Well, that that's possible food. I mean, they say there are I, – again, I don't know what the, the, the psychological breakdown here in terms of distinction here, but there are people who are addicted to eating. And I, mm-hmm. there was just a story last week about uh, an experiment that was done on lab rats, and they gave them fatty food, uh-huh. gave them a steady diet of fatty food. Yeah. And these, these rats became addicted to fatty food to the point where they were given electroshock therapy, and they continued despite being electric, electrified. Uh-huh. <laughs> They continue to only want the fatty foods that they were that uh-huh. they, they had the option to, to eat. That's that's like my father, <laughs> like my dad too. Uh-huh, yeah, my dad. He would, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. You could wire him up, <laughs> and he would exactly. still be down in those chips. <laughs> I know. You know. I know. Yeah, that's exactly how my dad uh-huh. is. I mean, you know, he salt too. <laughs> if salt? you put the salt and the fat on uh, anything, <laughs> it is good. I'm it, telling you, it'll go down. My, I've seen my dad's. Hands trembling <laughs> as he reaches for that first French fry. Wow! Yeah, the now, McDonald's. Now fry? he has he has a bit of a tremor anyway. But I mean, it's really exaggerated. When the he, McDonald's fry, or it, I think it's just about any. The worse, the more fatty, more the more oil that's oozing out of it, the more likely he is to. Uh, the most popular food in the world, by the way, is is French is, fries. Is the McDonald's French fry? Oh, is that right? Uh huh. So all right, so so we have three distinct. So we have we we have many people who are addicted. What is it about our parents? What is it about that generation that just cannot? Well, it it's it's been passed on. It's not a generational thing. I don't. I mean, it 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 it's a uh, a meme. You know, Mm. it's it's a it's a thought process combined with a a physical reaction. And I and I, I mean, uh, years ago, I used to try and talk him out of this food. I used to say, Dad, you know, now that he's over eighty. Yeah. yeah. And again, I mean, at some point, but the more that I would talk to him and try to be rational with him, reasonable with him, uh-huh. the more likely he was to up his intake of that kind of food. So I, I realize no, no, what's funny I, about I realize this that, is okay. we're, we're talking about the greatest generation here, too. Yeah. And, and this is a generation who labeled uh, a generation soon to follow uh, uh, a me generation yeah. or a generation I that know. was just if it feel good if it feels good do it right. and that was a bad thing right whereas the grace generation really is i mean this this french fry behavior is classic if it feels good do it yeah 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 and and at some point i think you just started to refer to the idea both our parents are past 80 yeah it's I mean, at this point, at this point, look, he's lived over eighty years. Yeah. I, it's not uh, like he's going to go on a health food diet and live another fifty years. Yeah. It doesn't matter anymore. Well, to me, you but, know, but, uh, just to get into the addiction thing too, it's a matter, and this might tie into why I don't think things are necessarily bad addictions. Yeah. If it if it really does make you feel better afterward, and if this is a, a critical uh, uh, evaluation of your uh, own well being, yeah. Uh, if if he really feels better from those French fries, well, God bless him. Yeah, I have the feeling though, and this is my uh, uh, take on French fries as opposed to marijuana and caffeine. Yeah, like, I always when I'm ingesting anything, I'm always asking myself how I feel after it. Mm-hmm. I don't feel good after eating fatty foods. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. Within 15 minutes, I'm I'm uh, a blob. Yeah. Same way with sugar, generally. Within 20 minutes, I'm a blob. Mm -hmm. But marijuana? Hypothetically? Hypothetically. Not so bad. Not so bad. Yeah. 
Actually, that's so bad. Yeah, actually, actually pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. And for for hours afterward, and then I might feel a little sleepy, hypothetically. Hypothetically, and I'm all right. Coffee, kind of the same thing. Yeah. If I don't have coffee, I get a headache. Well, you know, that's the price I pay for for a nice rush and a uh, maybe a little bit more active brain. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to find that that happy medium with coffee because yeah. I I've, I've started working oh, no. in a and, uh-uh. and I. But for me, it's tough because I tend – my brain tends to just go in, in uh, like 78 RPM speed. Are you addicted to anything? Uh, am I addicted to anything? Currently, I'm addicted to um, – and this is just – I'm being facetious, but uh-huh. these dark chocolate-covered raspberries – I mean uh, cranberries that I get at Trader Joe's. I have to have them every day now. Did they have a, a peanut butter cookie there called the uh, peanut butter lover's cookie or something like that? They have had those. I don't yeah. know if we have they have them anymore. Are, are they above the refrigerator section? Are they one of those plastic? I yeah, they would be in there. Things? Yes, yeah. they would be in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, <laughs> anyway, where was I? But uh, we were talking. You're addicted to them. I I right currently right now. Are you obsessed with them? I or have you just to... like them. See, that's the deal, too. And this is something else I got to say. Yeah. I, Before we finish this conversation now, there's, there's, there's a, uh, uh, an obsession yeah. with the medical establishment to want to take all our behaviors and group them into uh, definable categories. So that if you do something repetitively, mm-hmm. it's either going to got to be a habit or an addiction or an obsession. There's some sort of behavioral grouping that it fits in. You can't just simply like uh, a chocolate-covered raspberry, right. and say, you know, it brought me some pleasure here. And why did you do that, Mike? Yeah, because it brought me pleasure. Yeah, but yeah. but you do it repeatedly. Mike. Yeah, I know. I it's, make, it's ruining your life, Mike. I repeatedly like pleasure. <laughs> uh, and you know, and this is this is what points out something about our society. And I'm yeah. just going to give you a 30 second rant on it's yeah. capitalism. It's some sort of form of capitalism. Oh, it's always I, capitalism. No, it's something about making money. Forget capitalism. Just going to say. You think? I, it, because th- there's a component of this because psychologists are in the business of psychoanalyzing everything yeah. and everybody. That's their business. That's how they make money. And if they can come up with a new category of psychological disorders yeah. and they can specialize in those new, in that new category of psychological yeah. disorders, they make more money. And then there's a whole whole bunch – there's an industry that grows up around that new uh-huh. – Disorder, sexual disorder, you know food it, disorder, yeah. and all, and, and then suddenly there are people specialize in in uh, helping you get off of off of sex, yeah, and people who help you get off of food and yeah, there's whatever. university courses, there's university in, courses, in, there's in, seminars, there's there's chairs that are uh, that, that are underwritten by corporations, uh-huh. and all of, this suddenly becomes this whole thing, and there are many people, and I'm not a Scientologist, but there are people that think that psychology is essentially hogwash from start to finish yeah that there is there's very little value at least dem- demonstrable value in their services I, i'm not, i'm just saying. what do you think i'm saying that there's i think that they're over it's overstated i don't know if there's no value but i think it's i think it's overstated the value of psychiatry and uh-huh. psycho psychoanalysts well i think on the other end of it too it it gives a a, a false security to people who go into it yeah expecting to be cured yeah Expecting to have something answered. Right. I, I, right. I don't – expecting to not want to smoke marijuana right. or drink coffee or have a chocolate raspberry. Right. There's something so antithetical to psychology and Eastern religion 
that I find I find there's that's a stark difference in 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 how they look at man man's behavior mankind there it is it's so striking yeah that I it's it's difficult to even begin to reconcile the two the two different well in, in some in some instances okay maybe I mean, you yeah, maybe you have there are reconciled. psychologies that that are a little bit easier on the uh, the obsessive compulsive addictive people yeah. and and accept them as as what they're doing and uh, I, I go ahead no the reason I bring it up is I for a while dabbled in in Buddhism I thought yeah. it was a great I thought it was I still think there's you were a lot a of dabbler I was a dabbler yeah in in this sort of philosophical perspective of, of Zen, Zen Buddhism and and then I would contrast you know then you were in your Western mode here we mm-hmm. live in a Western society and are bombarded by psychological concepts and people who believe in it and talk about it and it just seems so completely and utterly uh, at odds with them so it's just an internal dialogue that I have once in a while yeah. about you, it. Maybe you went to the wrong psychology. I may have. Yeah? You think maybe you should go to my Buddhist psychologist? I would love to go to your Buddhist uh, psychologist. I'll, I'll, I would. <laughs> I'll give you his number. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs>